Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome to the Cookbook Circle podcast. I'm Victoria. And I'm Hannah. And simply put, we review cookbooks. <laughs> we take one book each episode, both cook a couple of dishes, then discuss what we like, what we didn't like, and each give it a rating out of five. Like all the best recipes, it's pretty simple. And if you love what we do, we're now on Patreon. This means if you'd like to support us, your subscription will help cover the podcast costs from the books themselves, the ingredients of what we cook, and in return you'll get some fun stuff. To find out more, visit our website, thecookbookcircle.com, or you can find the link in our show notes. Thanks, friends. Now for the podcast. Hello, Victoria. Hi, Hannah. How are we doing? Yeah, I'm back. We're back. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> it's only me. Unsure if you're going to join me. We're back. We're back, baby. Uh, I'm excited. I've missed it so much. You don't sound so... excited. <laughs> <Did> not. <laughs> Is that like uh, when someone I writes? I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Lol. I am very excited. I'm sorry I didn't sound more, you know, emphatic about that. And I'm very excited to be back. Can you say something now? <laughs> I'm also very, very excited to be back. Um, it's been a long time, and I feel like that's my fault. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so sorry about that. Yeah, you've um, been really selfish. I birthed a child, and that takes up a lot more time than I was expecting. Um, not the birth. <laughs> that was fine. No. Um, <laughs> I haven't been giving birth this whole six months. <laughs> That would be quite <laughs> the story. Um, how's motherhood? Yeah, um, I'm tired. Uh, yes. And I, yeah, I'm tired. But I have the cutest little baby boy who isn't really a baby anymore. Like he, you know, he seems like a toddler half the time. He's so giant. He's um, so unbearably cute. Um, I've said this recently so. to Vic <laughs> that, you know, I can be somewhat objective in these matters and he is still a very cute little baby. 
he's so cute. a little. He's very long. <laughs> very long, isn't he? Yeah, he's very tall. Maybe you'd think he was Hannah's if you saw him. Um, he's so tall. <laughs> For many reasons, let's not, you know, follow that line of conversation any <laughs> Cookbook circle surrogacy. Anyway. Anyway. We're back. We're Season back. Season two, baby. Season two, baby. <laughs> but... <laughs> even a transition from you yet Hannah come on (laughs) yes season two we're moving away slightly from the masterless TM that you all knew and loved in season one that is the plan to move away slightly well it's actually quite heavily from the masterless TM it's just our own master list (laughs) that we we made with your feedback yes we asked you dear listeners what you wanted to hear us talk about and thank you for your lovely suggestions because it really 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 helped us uh shape this season yeah i think we've well i'm really happy with where we landed yeah we got lots of suggestions and it felt like there was a very strong theme in what people wanted to hear us talk about god god bless you all by the way (laughs) just listening to us wang on (laughs) and asking for more (laughs) and that theme was very female lots of women chefs in there and lots of kind of new contemporary stuff so we are working with the theme of contemporary female chefs for this season Woo! so we've got some of your suggestions we've got some of our own we sat on a call and we kind of fired names of books at each other and if we had if we both had the same one then it was a shoe in for this season of which there were quite a few actually weren't there yes there were yeah and like yeah your suggestions really helped shape that i think shape that so Um, we're excited shake that (laughs) we are excited also they're not they won't be all just british women they'll be no global women contemporary global women just like me and i'm a global woman (laughs) global women (laughs) i am global women (laughs) i have um, previously referred to myself as international on this podcast so (laughs) global is just a step up from we have to because you know i talk about british people all the time and realize it you know then i you'd have to backtrack and realize you're not british and it's like highly offensive of me to call you that so that's cool but but (laughs) but that is not what we're talking about today well it is what we're talking about today we are talking about a contemporary international female chef global female woman (laughs) chef who cooks and makes food in her kitchen and writes and and writes books hello i write books i am global women who write books (laughs) i'm gonna get on a bumper sticker honk if you are global women who write books (laughs) Oh, and guess who would be honking today? (laughs) Wow, I was going to say that we're rusty, but with that kind of transition, I take it all back. Yeah, I honestly don't know why I'm still working my day job. Well, I'm not because I'm on maternity leave. But if I weren't, I don't know why someone hasn't snapped me up. Um, I'm not sure. I'm looking at you, BBC Radio 4. Um, (laughs) Right. right. The person that we were talking about today... Mirasoda. <laughs> oh, sorry. You didn't really allow for the full drum roll there, but that's okay. Mirasoda and her book East. Yes. <laughs> Did you woman. do a different one? <laughs> oh God! Shall I tell you a little bit about Miss Miss Soda? Miss Soda. Yes, please. 
So, Mirasoda. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you a fun fact about Mirasoda, Hannah. Oh, yes. Love a fun fact. There isn't any because she doesn't even have a Wikipedia page and it's very hard to find out any information about her, you know, life, life. or like how she got into food or anything like that, um, wow. which is quite refreshing, actually. Yeah. Maybe this is the platform she's been waiting for, you know, exactly. <laughs> for this little known chef and we're going <laughs> to elevate her to new standards. <laughs> you're welcome. So you're all spared us reading wikipedia to each other today uh, and i will instead read the prologue to this book to you. no so mira soda is the guardian's new vegan columnist she writes a column for the guardian she has three books of which this east is her third right the first two are called the first one's called fresh in no Made in India is the first one <laughs> right? from 2014. Yeah. And the second is Fresh India oh. from 2016. So she decided to leave the, the name India out of this one. And rightly so, because it's not a book about Indian food, which I was shocked <laughs> about. Um. <laughs> I didn't really realise how like all-encompassing Asian food that this would be. I mean, yeah. the, the clue's in the name, but I was still surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it, yeah, I've honestly, I think because... What I knew about her is that she had written two books about Indian food then. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's difficult to understand how she got into food writing because it's, she hasn't really talked about that. But on her website, she says that, you know, food was a big part of her life growing up. She's from a Ugandan Indian family. Ah. Grew up in the UK. Yeah. So that's where she gets, I guess, the, the Indian food from. Um, and she yeah. wanted to keep her family and ancestors' food traditions alive. Uh, that's what she says about cooking that kind of food and then in this book in east in the kind of prologue the introduction she does talk about the guardian's vegan column that she writes and she says yeah she talks about how she got the call not long after she'd given birth to her uh, daughter that the guardian wanted to write this new vegan column but she's not vegan ah which is interesting it is interesting and i think like often they 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 the non-vegans are the like litmus test right because if it tastes good to them then great like it was the same when i was baking i felt like the vegan baking stuff was such a challenge and if you still enjoy it and you still feel like you could you could happily eat it rather than a cake with like eggs and butter or whatever then yeah you've won yeah and that's what she says she she says like being a meat eater she knows what meat eaters like and uh, the kind of textures that, that they're looking for. And then... Meaty textures. Yeah. Bad name of the week. Oh, meaty texture. <laughs> so she she says she's always wanted to be a columnist. She was kind of worried, I think, about how she was going to write this column with like a new baby mm. and, you know, taking all that on. But she did it anyway. Um, yeah. Which I think is cool as fuck. It is pretty cool. They love a new, new column in Guardian Food, don't they? Because I think Ashlengi was like the new vegetarian oh. back in the. Uh, that was the name of his column back in the day. And then Thomasina Myers now, I think, is doing the new flexitarian. Yes, yes, she is. Can't wait for like the new Atkins or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> the new keto. <laughs> yeah. So she she talks about her process about the column again in this book. Um, I've done no deep dive on her life, just to put it out there, um, about how it... <laughs> she started with Indian food. She knew that, of course, Indian food is the best, or South mm. Asian food, I guess, is the best 
vegetarian and vegan food because it's just so flavorful yeah and she just thought okay i can go from there and look at the kind of rest of asia and there must be some good stuff (laughs) out there (laughs) and there was and but she figured it out because she had this newborn baby she talks about like just reading 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 and then going out and just eating around london all of like the best of these foods that she decided to make yeah which i love and that's what i want to do i want to go on a food odyssey with the babe yeah not hers obviously (laughs) it'd be weird mine there's a lot of baby swapping talk coming (laughs) in today just on your mind i've been awake for many hours i would love to (laughs) i'll take them i'll be right there (laughs) yeah i think i read that in the prologue as well and went to like different like laxa places Mm. really like home style like asian food really authentic oh i'm quite jealous of getting to do that anyway continue (laughs) you may continue thank you um (laughs) that's it really and then yeah so this book is a collection of those recipes from her column some slightly edited because it's not all vegan food it's it's all vegetarian with the vegan options yeah and yeah some extra ones i guess that that can't be made vegan uh, that she loves and it's a beautiful book so beautiful one of the most beautiful covers yeah. of a book i think ever and like really recognizable i think and it came out in 2019 i thought it'd been around for longer than that me too and um, i guess that's like the curse of a recognizable cover that you just feel like you've seen it so and it's like everywhere right yeah. it's, it's, i think it's such a beautiful gift book that it often shows up in like you know oliver bonus yes. those kind of gifty shops and the photography and everything in there is absolutely beautiful as well. Oh, I love, yeah. Well, we'll get to that. But I love it. And I, when I first got it, I was like turning all the pages. Like, oh my God, it's so, it's great. Everything's great. Yeah. Oh, so much I want to make in here. And I really like my first impression. Well, not my first impression, <laughs> but one of my favorite things about it is the alternative contents page. Ooh, yes, that is a good one. Yeah. So it's, the contents page is split into like rice, noodles, tofu, yeah. uh, other things don't know what yeah but then there's alternative <laughs> contents page which is split into things like breakfast and then the seasons and like yes. quick midweek dinners and like i love that that's one of my favorite things in a in a recipe book it is very clever and the season thing like have you seen that was it the pilau that she's done like that's like spring summer <laughs> autumn winter ones pilau pilau <laughs> Uh, yes, she's yeah. She's got four different pilars for each of the seasons, which is so cool. And loves a note, yes. So suggesting uh, something else that you could sub in, or if you wanted to save time, or note that the, this is the equipment that you need for a recipe or whatever, which I do enjoy. Yes, note. reminds you also to read the bit at the top of recipes, um, which I yeah, which often I don't. often don't do. <laughs> Um, but you should because that's useful you absolutely should yeah there were just so many things that I wanted to make when I opened it because it was all veggie too we haven't done many exclusively vegetarian books (laughs) um nope (laughs) wow (laughs) we did a whole season on like the greatest books of all time and they're all books from like the 50s or some shit that's just yeah true boiled ham and god knows what else yeah french (laughs) gross so yeah so it was just like very exciting i think i was with you actually wasn't i when the first time i leafed through the book because i came to visit you in bristol yes and yes. you had it before i did and i was leafing through and i was just like oh my god oh my god oh my god this looks so good yeah. this looks so good this looks so good which i mean surely is like the exact reaction you want when you write a cookbook 
Yeah, and also just the good when it's so recognizable and so you know I, I'm used to being uh, let down by these good books. I feel oh not Mira Soda's <laughs> books specifically, but you know these hyped up, you know yeah yeah well loved yeah. cookbooks. I'm looking at you, Jamie. <laughs> I'm joking. Of course. Yeah, I I just felt like that. This is exactly it. And she also talks about it again in the kind of blurb to say like she was a new mom there's no fussing in any of these recipes like they're all fairly simple yes yeah you're not fucking around Love doing that. god knows what uh because she didn't no. have that kind of time so all the recipes are like no more than a page right yes. like there are a few steps and there's a lot of using of little food processors and mini choppers and you love a mini chopper anyway so <laughs> choo-choo <laughs> mini chopper train. i was muted but i did a little choo-choo to the mini chopper <laughs> love the mini chopper fucking love it so it felt like everything was very doable as well there's no crazy shit in here no what shit crazy Crazy. shit (laughs) no none of the shit that is crazy (laughs) i am crazy shit do you want to talk about what you make what do you make oh my god what do i make the stroke Um, yes, I can talk about what I what I make. Oh, can't it work? It doesn't work in the first person. Um, I made. I was originally only going to make two things, but then the third thing I just really wanted to make because I had uh, just seen the recipe and was really excited by it, by it. So ended up making that too. So in total, Victoria, I made three things from Mirasota East. <laughs> She's rolling her eyes at me. You <laughs> wench. <laughs> so. The first thing I made was the paneer, tomato and kale sag. Ooh. (laughs) And I've never made a sag paneer before myself, but I thought that this was appealing because I just quite like kale. But she says that she doesn't like it in the beginning, or she never liked it in the in the intro. She just had never found a way to work with it, and so kind of when kale became like peak trendy in whenever I don't know when was that being juiced and <laughs> shit, uh, that she kind of took a fresh look at it and thought about when she or like how she could reuse it. So she came up with this take on a sag paneer, and it was great we like it we like it a lot you basically have to blitz up loads of kale in like a little food processor first which is a great idea because you know that's one thing that's shit about kale right it's like quite a mouthful isn't it quite like can be quite woody tough as well yeah so is the kale in in lieu of Spinach. spinach yes yeah the kale replaces the spinach so once you get the blitzing of the kale out of the way then it's quite quick but i felt like because it's so massive like it definitely took a few goes in the mini chopper thing because it's like 500 grams of it that you use so you do that first and then you fry paneer off until it's Mm -hmm. like nice and brown and crispy and delicious you take the paneer out and in that same pan and this is what i like about her as well is that she'll always kind of say like use that same pan to do Mm. whatever and that's just my favorite i guess that's like another new mum thing she doesn't have fucking tons of time to be washing up yeah exactly all of her pots and then you so then you in that pan you, your paneer is out then you cook down some onions and then you add ginger garlic chili and you put in some green she loves a green chili as well in each of my three recipes a green chili appeared um yeah so she's a big Lots old fan 
chili lots of chili action lots of chili and lots of like dry spices right ground cumin and yeah. ground coriander and stuff like that so yeah you've got your onions ginger garlic chilies you add in a tin of tomatoes and then you add in the spices which were cumin and coriander and turmeric and some salt you're meant to put in some brown rice syrup there as well and i didn't have any so i just used a little honey because it was only like a teaspoon or something yeah and then you add in a tin of coconut milk and You've got that all going on in there. And then you add in the kale and the paneer. And you just cook it all down and warm it all up. And it is really, really good. So you've got like just a great one pan meal. I think I had it with naan bread. Just as like, just for any excuse excuse for naan. Actually, I listened to the Asma Khan episode of Off Menu recently. Did you, had you listened to that one? Yeah, listened to it. It was amazing. But she was kind of taking the piss out of how British people bastardized Indian food and yeah. she was saying that she she was like quite hard on naan bread I think actually and she was saying that like naan bread is not even correct you're just saying bread bread because yeah. naan means like bread. chai tea right yeah exactly wasn't she saying that nobody eats naan bread in India yeah she's totally. like everyone just eats parathas or rotis or whatever yeah 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 that's just another thing that we've adopted and have with everything i love asma khan i, I hope that she makes an appearance on this season <laughs> i would like to do one of her books at some point for whether it's this season or next or however i think she's um you mean our pal asma we met her also yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> we had a little celebratory dinner at her restaurant and she comes and talks to everyone every night oh she's amazing in her restaurant she's amazing she employs all females in her kitchen she doesn't she trains them up she doesn't let any food go to waste she like makes people take it home yeah and she thinks that you you should know the story of all the food that you're eating all the time right and she's just yes Anyway, listen to that episode of Off Menu, anyone who hasn't listened, because it's great. And then if we do an episode on her, listen to our episode on her. <laughs> yeah, so this, that paneer sag was great. I just love paneer anyway, and any excuse to eat it. So did you buy your paneer, or did you make your paneer? Because I know you've been uh, sneakily making your own paneer, <laughs> which is cheese, everyone. A cheese product Hannah's been making herself. Because she's an overachiever in all of her life. Oh my god, that is so far from true. Um, <laughs> except if my manager is listening, in which case, yes it is. <laughs> well, surprise, I'm your manager, bitches. <laughs> when it comes to the cookbook circle. <laughs> wow, I didn't know there was a hierarchy. I did not make the paneer for this one. I have made paneer previously. And I will say that paneer is a very easy thing to make. It's not like I'm there, you know, with my... Uh, cow and churn <laughs> what not in southeast london so no bought the paneer for this so it was all very quick and i even froze some of it and reheated it at a later stage so i feel like it's a good like batch thing to make that you could do on like a sunday night or something for lunch love that i love a, a sag paneer i often order it do sometimes i find them a bit slimy sometimes yeah i know what you mean just a bit a bit soggy sometimes anyway so that's one <laughs> moving on to dish number two wow we're just going today really to got... to... you said about like churning yeah i've got to be done for bath time lads yeah uh, exactly things have changed around here no more leisurely records around here. um this is relevant doesn't matter <laughs> okay <laughs> no i'm gonna say it. i'm gonna say it. you talk about churning <laughs> churning butter and, and cows 
I have this like memory of this TV show burnt into my brain that I watched with my little brother once uh, on TLC, that classy network that we often. Oh watch. yeah. Um, you know those shows about like extreme couponers or extreme like. Yes. savers right yeah and it was about this family where their like mom and dad were very serious about saving money and and uh doing things and in addition to like having a timer on the fridge door where you could not open the timer for more than a few seconds at a time and every person in the house only got to open the, the door once they Whoa. when they went to a restaurant they the kids were never allowed to have something to eat they would have to share like a, a water or something oh <laughs> God, but their um no, this is this is going somewhere. Let me tell you, <laughs> their parents would make them take the little, you know, the little sachets of oh, sachets, little cups of uh, milk that you get like in a hotel, like UHT yes. milk. Yeah, yeah. Um, that you put in your coffee and stuff. They would take those because they're free, and they would make them go to the basement and like put them in thingies and shake them for as long as they could to make butter. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I mean that is burnt into my memory. That Those is poor insane. kids. Yeah. They must have biceps. And of I think steel. about it every time I see one of those little <laughs> Yeah. Every time I see one of those little UH two milk things. Um Would they would they do yeah, it one little so... capsule at a time, do we think? <laughs> I think I can't remember what they what implement they used to like do the shaking, like a cocktail shake or something. <laughs> Whether they just had to get a certain milliliters of oh my God. ounces, I guess. They were American. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, it's good to know that that's always an option. Maybe they've made paneer in the end. <laughs> <laughs> With it. I'm, I'm, just to be clear, I make my own paneer for the satisfaction, not because I'm a massive tight <laughs> Anyway. Anyway, We've all learned something there. Sorry. What is this? The second thing I made was Thai green curry. With aubergine and courgette and mange too. Love Thai green curry. Do I love a Thai red curry more? I'm not sure. That's a tough question. But (laughs) I think each has its place. (laughs) Like in Ready, Steady, Cook. (laughs) You're just dying to get a Ready, Steady, Cook (laughs) reference. I am. Before we started recording, I was talking about Rosetta Cook. Big yeah. fan. Sorry to all the people that don't know what Rosetta <laughs> Cook is. Um, we're not going to go into that because I just told you a really long anecdote about a show on TLC. So, <laughs> so the Thai green curry is you make a paste. Again, note you need a food food processor here or like a mini chopper thing. Okay. So you make a paste. Guess what the first ingredient in that paste is? <laughs> is it chili? Yes, it is the green chilies. Oh my goodness. Lemongrass, garlic, galangal paste. Ooh, <laughs> uh, our old friend Galangal. <laughs> yeah, root ginger, uh, black pepper, kefir lime leaves, cumin seeds, and turmeric, and you blitz it all up in the food processor and make this like delicious paste. <laughs> After that, you cube up cube up aubergines and you fry them off until they're like all cooked and nice and brown. Um, yeah. That is like probably the most time consuming part because it's quite a lot of aubergine, and you know, an undercooked aubergine is a sad thing. So it just took a little bit to get through that and then you put them aside you do the same with courgettes <laughs> i'm laughing because in my head i was gonna make a joke about undercooked aubergine and then i i wanted to <laughs> say the word foam machine because <laughs> it goes for me <laughs> oh we've been working on some really good content for you guys <laughs> foam machine is one of them <laughs> machine is funny man <laughs> 
funny, but <sighs> sorry. No, that's quite all right. <laughs> I was in the middle of, you know, shouting ingredients at people. <laughs> and then you put the paste in the pan, you add coconut milk and water, you add your veggies back in and some a little bit of sugar, and then you add the broccoli and munch too. And that's it, really. You just like cook it all down and it's great. I really enjoyed it. The only thing I would say is that like, I think you, it would be helpful if she reminded you to season the aubergine and courgette as they're cooking because I felt like they did need extra seasoning, obviously, as they always do. And I just think it's good to tell people that. But, and also I made it with normal broccoli and I think that tender stem broccoli is just, you know, a prettier broccoli. So if you're making it for entertaining, then I think, um... That would be nice. And my pictures just look a bit shit because it's just a normal old bog standard Brock. Bog standard Brock. Sounds like a the quarterback. Um, <laughs> do you think you could replace broccoli and mange too with other vegetables? Yes, I think she says that actually in it. She said that she used, she used both, but you could use just one. But I mean, I guess right. you could just use any kind of, like pretty much anything that's cooked Just whatever well. you have, right? Yeah, yeah, literally. That paste would just like get you quite far. I feel like yeah, if you wanted to use it with chicken or whatever. But yeah, it was, it was really delicious. Quite enjoyed that. Nice. I think we did actually eat that with man bread, which is obviously not Thai <laughs> in any way. But, you know, any excuse for carbs in, in abundance. Um, but yeah, I would really, really recommend that again, even if only just for the paste. It was delicious. Everything was just great. I've just really enjoyed this book. Everything did what it should do and turned out like it should. And it was easy and it was delicious. We love, we love Asian food and Mira Soda. Because mm-hmm. you cook quite a lot of Mira Soda stuff outside of this book, right? Like, Or you have done. Yeah, I guess I made her uh, 10 clove garlic focaccia thing from yes. the Guardian column. That is a great focaccia recipe. That's just, it's yeast, it's not sourdough or anything. And it's just great. I've made it since, but like changed the toppings. Yeah, I've made a couple of her things. I just think it's, you know, it's always beautiful and really colourful and just tasty. Yes. Just like her a lot. Yeah. I think I made her salted miso brownies from the column, but they're also in this book. I think I made them in the cafe once as well because they're vegan and they were really good as well. Love a miso chocolate combination. Yeah. Oh, so good. It's kind of been done to death, but it is good. Mm, yeah, I was, I was, I was a pre-existing fan. <laughs> you have one more thing to tell us about? I have one last thing to tell you about, and this was the thing that I was just like couldn't not make because it sounded so delicious and that was the Bombay rolls which (laughs) you're smiling and it makes me think that you made them too maybe I did yeah I did Bombay you did (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) Bombay did you try a match faubergine with Bombay yes i did and what are you gonna do about it okay just be embarrassed for you as all. <laughs> wow no sorry that's sorry that's mean sorry i'm tired that's that's quite all right it's okay the yeah so the reason why i wanted to make these was because in a cafe that i've been to i've seen these and eaten them um in mountsfield park in catford near where my Ooh. friend louise lives and i had one of these and it was warm like p- savory puff pastry creation thing that 
I bloody love. So I didn't realize when I saw when I had one that this was a Mirasoda recipe. So when I saw it in the book, really wanted to make them. And they're like modeled on this Bombay sandwich that she talks about that I think like, yeah, I mean, I'm telling you and you already know. So this must be for the benefit of our <laughs> listeners. Listening. Don't know. <laughs> and that's why we're here. <laughs> Yeah, these Bombay sandwiches and she says so it's like a chutney and it's really like spicy and sharp and everyone likes to have their own recipe and this was her take on it not as a sandwich but with puff pastry so the one thing oh, bloody hell again like do we live in London but or, no you don't <laughs> I do <laughs> no actually I don't used to though i'm aware of it as a place oh yeah really hard to find a block of puff pastry could you find one for yours yes i found one in the end but i think i went to about four different shops for it Bloody uh, i was hoping to find it i feel like i've always seen it in the like uh frozen section that's what i'm looking for frozen um <laughs> just let it go uh <laughs> wow you're watching the steady mental decline of two good. women it was like bubbling off in my throat and I knew it was fucking good um it, well, it didn't make any sense but it was good um yeah but I can't remember where I found it in the end but yeah I couldn't find it in the freezer and yeah it's hard to find a block of puff pastry impossible in my case oh sorry had to, to use a sheet yeah I'm sorry oh. and I think it impacted it slightly because it was probably not the thickness of pastry that it should have been Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Anyway, we move. So you make like a hot green chutney. Again, note, you need your mini processor, like food blender or whatever. I think that's the thing she loves as well. Like a a paste, a chutney. Yeah. You know, a pickle. Loves a quick pickle. Yeah. I'm not mad about it. You're not mad about... Oh. (laughs) You're not angry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm not upset about it. I am mad about it. Yeah, that's so true. She does love those. And like, yeah, generally like blitzing things up. <laughs> is uh, She's a big fan. So yeah, you, you blitz up like fresh coriander, mint, lemon, green chilies, shocker, ground cumin, oil and salt. And you make this like, she says it should be like hot, herby, salty, mm. sour all at once. And you roll out your puff pastry or in my case you just unfold (laughs) from the (laughs) box spread over that chutney and scatter over some mature cheddar cheese and half a small red onion that's been chopped and you roll it up and cut it into individual buns so they look like little swirls 
And then you put them in the oven and they bake. I feel like they bake quite quickly, like 20 minutes or something like that. I can't remember. And they are so good. They're exactly what I love. Just I love a savoury pastry, basically. It's got cheese. It's got spice. It's just delicious. Yeah, more things like this should exist, I think, in the world. Or Yeah. And also, I because I made like a whole batch of these and I was on my own, I didn't want to eat them all. Even I wanted to eat them all. So I <laughs> I like put some in the freezer to stop me eating them all, even after being baked. And oh. then I came home from the pub one night and defrosted one. And my God, that was a joy. <laughs> but I yeah. can attest to, I, I mean, obviously you could freeze them pre-baking as well. And that would probably be better. But you can totally freeze them after as well. It'd be great for a party or a picnic. Yes, yes. Great for a picnic. I was going to say, maybe we should start a late night pastry stand, like to rival the kebabs, you know, because pastries are generally like a morning food. Yes. And why is that the case? But like, what, would I eat one of these on my way back from the pub, like hot and fresh from like a little stand, you know, like a New York style hot dog? Oh my God. Yes. But they'd have to be like, yeah, really punchy, like spicy or cheesy. Yeah. Because they're All savory. The... Yes. This you is know. genius. So all we have to do is move to New York. <laughs> Are you going to bring Marcus or... Yeah, he can come cool. if he's free. He's very busy. <laughs> he's sensory, he classes, he has, he has swimming. He's very busy. Sorry. <laughs> that was my Bombay rules. Really, really loved them. And would 100% make them again. And I think you could probably play around with the spices and different things as well. Yeah, and I made a note that you could have made... You could make them vegan if there's a particular vegan cheese that you like. Because I think most puff pastries that yeah. you buy in the shop are vegan. Yes, that's right. They're not, yeah, that's a good shout. You, you have to look out for the ones with the, made with butter. Yeah. Because they're usually vegan. So yeah, if you if you are so inclined and you have a good melty cheese. Um, I do you have a good that... melty cheese? <laughs> Maybe I do. <laughs> I might make my own. <laughs> my own vegan. You know shake some cashews about for <laughs> a little while just turn into cheese eventually oh grim anyway my friend what did you make and i definitely haven't already stolen one of yours from you. sorry <laughs> yeah. that was it that's all i made no yeah love the bombay rolls i don't have anything else to say apart from um i think i maybe should have put more cheese in i think i was a bit conservative. too conservative with the cheese yeah mm. um because it always looks more, doesn't it, than it actually is when you have grated cheese, I think. Yeah. Um, so that was... Because her picture of them is so nice. Like, and it's all got, like... They've got, like, little melted cheese skirts and stuff. Yes. Um, <laughs> melted cheese skirt. That's our bad name of the week. <laughs> I feel like you're very, like, Don Draper mode today. You'll just, like, say a phrase and they like, your eyes will glaze over and it's, like, some kind of creative vision is happening. <laughs> it's because I, you know... Marcus doesn't get the puns, so I, you know, need need an outlet for them. (laughs) Here I am. (laughs) I agree, though. I think you could... I don't think she has as a step to, like, scatter over additional cheese once they're actually Mm. in the baking tray to go in the oven, and that would make it uber, uber cheesy, skirty, delicious. Uber cheesy. (laughs) Yeah. 10 out of 10 for the Bombay Rolls. Right. I only made (laughs) one other thing. Um, Sorry. I wanted to make three things and I'll talk I'll talk to you about that during this. But the other thing I made was the caramelised onion and chili ramen. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know if I even know. saw that. 
That sounds amazing. Yeah, good noodle section, Mira. I love good noodles, noodles, as we know. Good noodles. <laughs> Strong nudes. That was good. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Can we keep this in my personal development review? <laughs> put it in your you know women's folder it's a small folder that's not true it's got the veneer in there um yes i love a noodle uh i love a ramen it it look delicious i love caramelized onion as we know i often make shit with that on the, on, the, on the, for the podcast um yeah. so sorry if i sound like a broken record and also it was like the same as you said earlier like all in one pan and shouldn't have well it did take a long time um right. and that is my the downside of this so basically what you do is you chop up a load of onions and mm. you cook them down um mm-hmm. you you yeah and then you cook them down and caramelize them which she says should take 30 minutes no <laughs> it never takes 30 minutes no they always we are being lied to as a global women <laughs> it takes to caramelize onions they always say it doesn't take that long and it takes ages if you do it right hours yeah and frankly i gave up <laughs> and uh, by the, you know they weren't quite caramelized yeah yeah end. yeah and i'm sorry about that and i think that you know then was detrimental to the the recipe as a whole but i don't have hours no don't you think that that's one thing like you can buy in the shop pre-chopped carrots or whatever and loads of other things but if you could buy a big old tub of caramelized yes. onions that would be great like a like a tin like a tin of caramelized onions yes. or something yeah. yes genius let's make that okay we can make caramelized onions on our stall uh <laughs> in your late night vegans <laughs> <laughs> late night vegans <laughs> that's like other fans that's like it's a tv channel that you don't want to go there. <laughs> They're just there, like, looking at pictures of real cheese. <laughs> yeah. I'm not telling anyone. It's like watching people eat their dinner at a steak restaurant. <laughs> um, obviously, like, all recipes that involve caramelised onions, she has to compare it to French onion soup. Right, yeah, that's the law. <laughs> like, off, like, we get it. The, the, the French have French onions. And I like French onions, don't get me wrong, but, like, not everything yeah. has to be like it. It doesn't taste no. anything like French onion soup because it's got, like, miso in it and sake and mm. all this stuff. Anyway, you caramelise the onions and then to the onions you, you add vegetable stock and then lots of, like, japanese ingredients. So I think uh, it's miso sake mm. uh soy sauce maybe that's it chili there's definitely a chili nice. in there i think it's a bird's <laughs> eye chili. oh yeah because it's called a caramelized onion chili ramen i think it's a bird's eye chili <laughs> that she wants i didn't add that much because um you know don't want to make it too spicy and you just kind of let that bring it to the boil mm-hmm. and that's your kind of ramen broth wow nice it's nice and then you you cook your your noodles separately like you cook them Mm -hmm. as per the packet and then put them into bowls put the broth over the top oh and sorry then you add uh she says i want to say she says bok choy oh yeah 
but I don't think I had any, or I had only a little bit. So I had spinach instead, because it's like, it's like, <laughs> nice. like with yours, like, anything is fine. Like that's whatever the you have, yeah, ramen. And then she says you should top it with her overnight soy eggs, which Ooh, was yes, something I, I really these. wanted to make. Where you kind of you cook eggs, like boil eggs, and then you uh, marinate them overnight in like a soy sauce concoction yeah and they sound so good but i just didn't have the time to do no. it um to be prepared but i did make like little jammy eggs as you would get nice. in a ramen shop which were great but they're not hers but yeah really liked it it was very yeah it was milder than that maybe i would usually go for if i was eating yeah. ramen out and about or or like yes. a packet ramen but that's the beauty of it that's french onion soup for you very subtle <laughs> So versatile. <laughs> that sounds good. I mean, yeah, I think I always struggle. I've never made ramen at home because I always just think, oh, the flavor won't be there because of the, you know, lack of pork or meat or mm. whatever. But that sounds like a quite a good hacky way of getting it in. Getting it in there. Yeah, I think that's, that, yeah, it was. Yeah, soy sauce, miso, chilies. You could add some MSG if you had some knocking around. I think that would probably, I probably did add some um, yeah. because that makes it good and you can use whatever noodles you like i think it's good i think it's good also if you like i was thinking the way that david chang says to cook to caramelize onions in yeah momofuku, like you know you have to do almost a kilogram of onions if you'd done that for something and you had all these yes. ones left over it would yeah, be the yeah. perfect kind of just thing to like throw together for dinner yeah or add them into because he says that when you make them he's like you just have them in the fridge and use them for whatever you want um yeah and this this would be the perfect thing to just like whatever you've got in the house i think i had everything for this in the house apart from the pak choy so it's perfect i might give that one a go actually that sounds really good it was a lot it's a big recipe for just the two of us but i guess it was probably supposed to be for more people but um and that's eat it if we try ramen-y i feel like it wouldn't have kept well right yeah yeah yeah. because you've mixed the onions into the broth i just don't know how i would have kept it um yeah so you're not freezing that and defrosting that when you come back from the pub then no but (laughs) freezing it might be a good shout Uh, who knows Yeah, there was lots of things I wanted to cook, though. Was there much that you wanted to cook? Yes, loads. I mean, practically the whole book, if I'm being perfectly honest. There wasn't anything that I turned my nose up at. I thought it all looked amazing. Um, Things that jumped to mind are the Korean egg bread, which looks nuts. Yes, that looks amazing. It's just like a loaf with, like, you've got, like, the cross section. There's, like, a whole leg, isn't there, in in the middle. It just looks wild. And that, I think, just out of pure, like, kookiness would be really interesting to make. Um, There was, like, a pistachio pea and mint soba noodles that sounded really nice and fresh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the soy eggs there's just loads and loads and loads of stuff they're like the pilau thing that i am i saying pilau weird <laughs> no 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 it's just before you said pilau and i was like what p, p- what what pilau. Um, um those look really good there is lots and lots and lots what about you what were you thinking yeah same pretty much everything and i pretty much i only cooked only i wouldn't have maybe attempted the bombay rolls unless you'd got so excited about them at my house when you saw them in the thing so i'm sorry that we had to overlap there but um they just look so good and the picture is so good for them it's beautiful anyway yeah soy eggs there's mashed potato paratha in there oh this looks so good i love a paratha paratha, and i love mashed potato it looks so good (laughs) 
um, the sambal bonds as well, which I thought you were going to have made. Yes, I think now that you say them, I'm like, shit, I think that was one of the things that I wanted to make. Because you make the dough and stuff, right? Yeah. That's like my ideal kind of recipe. Yeah, it? it's like a bread with, I guess, um, yeah, yeah. sambal. Oh, they look so good. Oh, so um, good stuff. And there was a breakfast udon that I almost made with like yes. raw egg that like, cooked in the udon and I think that's it. Like maybe some soy sauce. Really simple, that one. That looked amazing. Mm. Oh, it's yeah. very, very good. The good thing about if you didn't want to buy this book is a lot of these recipes are available for free, right? On The Guardian because they're in her column. Yes. So we'll, likely we'll be able to put some of them on our website. But um, yeah, you should buy it. I think there's a few on her website as well. So yeah, yeah. but do buy it because it is a very pretty one. It's a pretty one. Let's rate. Let's rate. Okay. Some things have changed since you were with us last, but not our rating system. <laughs> <laughs> I actually asked the midwife to rate my baby when it came out. Oh. <laughs> Did you actually do that? <laughs> Can you use a mini access? <laughs> Ingredients, me and my husband. <laughs> small competitive streak in you that like it wouldn't make me so it wouldn't surprise me if you had been like how cute is this baby midwife rated out of 10 yes. <laughs> um sorry right so yeah well we're not rating babies we're rating cookbooks but if you want to rate my baby just send a send us a dm and i will send you a picture and you can tell me how cute he is objectively that's a, that's a dicey little game to get into <laughs> yeah actually i'm not gonna send pictures of my baby through it. <laughs> five criteria we rate out of usability and accessibility that's one ingredients used are they like easy to find or things you'd have in the house aesthetics is the book pretty is it veggie friendly and is it inspirabilitying? <laughs> Easy for you to say. Okay, so the rating name is called Inspirability. <laughs> the rating yeah, name is Inspirability. <laughs> and is it <laughs> how inspired are you to cook from the book? Am I an international woman inspired? <laughs> Billeting. Um, and for each book or a chef, we change what we rate out of based on something that kind of comes up again and again in their cooking or in their recipes. And so for Mira, we're going to rate out of green chilies. <laughs> Believe in yourself, please. <laughs> Because they're in everything. Because they're in everything, in case we didn't make that very clear. <laughs> in literally every um, recipe, there are at least one little green chilli or a bird's eye chilli. So, One Vic. green chilli in my East recipe. <laughs> um, is, that a, many... is that a preview to your rating? <laughs> no. God, imagine if I could no. just put one after like, you know. Like those Raving Google reviews that are like one star. I had the best time at this restaurant. It looked great from the outside. <laughs> Okay, it's, good. it's a good one for me for this first episode of season two. Uh, so, <laughs> usability and accessibility, it's a tick from me. Yeah. I also just had a baby, and uh, like she had when she wrote this, and 
I was able to cook all the stuff. The Bombay rolls, actually, I cooked whilst wearing him in a sling while he was asleep. Ah, so that that's how easy that is. How do you keep them like safe from the you know you know any like heat or like when you're bending down to open the oven door? How do you not like? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's trial and error. <laughs> There's a couple of times with the oven that I definitely forgot he was there. <laughs> I was like, oh, if you like boiling hot air right on your head. <laughs> He seems fine though so <laughs> you know what, it okay, is? what, what it? bothers me worse is the like having chili on my hands or like yes. raw chicken for example not like that i yeah, use yeah. that for this book and then like being like shh 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 on his head or something <laughs> all of a sudden he's crying because either way he's getting a very hot head in these situations <laughs> <laughs> poor little dude anyway He'll be fine. So yes, to use a billion accessibility, that's a that's one chili from me. Mm-hmm. Ingredients used could have taken half a point or so off for ingredients, but I'm not going to because I had everything and could find everything. In the yeah, end. but there are some tricky bits, it's things in there that that you may yeah. find hard to find. But generally, it's it's very accessible and the yeah. ingredients are good. Aesthetics, we've already said, it gets a point. It's well, I don't know about you, but I think it's beautiful and uh, yeah. yeah, all day. Obviously, it's veggie friendly. Can't really got nothing, got no discussion points for that. Um, <laughs> and yes, very very inspirability. <laughs> so inspirability. Um, it feels yeah. I, I've gone back to it a few times actually since we like since I cooked from it to be like oh I want to make something from that, especially with my veg box you know ding 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 yes. get your get your cookbook circle <laughs> bingo card out <laughs> somebody said veg box um because also it's very impressed at how much beetroot recipes are in there because you don't get that oh. a lot and i get loads no. of beetroot in my veg box all the time wow so it's five out of five chilies for me <laughs> somebody Yay! get me on ready cook wow <laughs> what a high yeah for the first episode who would have thought what about you uh same 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 half same <laughs> so well, glad we had this talk cool bye <laughs> no i no I, I feel exactly the same i am going to take a half point off for ingredients because i feel like some of the ones in my recipes were a bit tricky like galangal paste and stuff like that like yeah. i wouldn't even know where to look for that yeah, I made that in um, Abu Dhabi because I'm an international global woman. Uh, you <laughs> visiting you my made international? It. No, I didn't make the galangal oh. paste, but I made the curry whilst I was visiting my sister oh, there. Oh right, Sorry. and because there's like good, you know, we were doing like an online shop, and there's loads of good like Asian ingredients. We were able to yeah. get it, but I feel like you would really struggle to find that here, or things like brown rice syrup and stuff like that. So. Why are you laughing again? <laughs> I feel like you would find it hard to find that. I think you would be blind <laughs> to the Galagal Me specifically. <laughs> One would find it challenging. Um, but apart from that, it is all ticks from me. So I'm going to give it four and a half chilies out of five. Ooh, that is a nine and a half chilies out of a possible ten, which I think Mira would love. Yeah, she'd be very excited about this, I think. <laughs> don't know anything about her but sure <laughs> then, yeah. and even less no, after this podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she seems nice she does seem nice should we talk about the next book 
which I yes. am totally stoked for. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm, I'm, so- I'm tea stoked. I'm psyched. <laughs> I'm tea stoked. Our next book. Well, the reason why we're laughing and being a bit snide is because this person loves like an abbreviation or like a cool term for food. It's, it's, it's a lot. very not British and Irish. <laughs> what do you mean, sweetie pea? <laughs> sweetie pea. There has been a number of times in this book where I've had to text Hannah and be like what is she talking about like what does this mean I feel like it's a real insight into millennial culture um that is annoying and I realize why people yeah. hate millennials because we're annoying yeah um but can't wait a sweetie pea is a, is a sweet potato <laughs> by the way we'll just um, just you know but this next book is cook this book by Molly, Molly Baz. Baz bon appetit contributor general cool gal yeah general cool gal and girl <laughs> bon app as i like to call it yeah i mean i'm sure she <laughs> she loved to call it that i bet or like bon appies or something i don't know yeah no it should be good it is it's a very colorful fun looking mm. book and i think it'll be i think it'll be a really interesting one to talk about but we are going to take the piss 100 yeah. percent. there's gonna be a lot more piss taking in that episode than there was in this one i think um, and I'm excited for it because it's, you know. <laughs> Where we feel just... most comfortable. Yeah, nothing against you, Molly. But, uh, no. You know, if, if you are going to call things sweetie peas, is that even what they're called? I don't know. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's okay. We'll go now. We can go. Come on, Vic. Let's go. <laughs> Get your coat. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. We're so happy to be back. We're so happy to be back. Uh, and we hope you are too. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Cookbook Circle. If you enjoyed it, please do subscribe and leave us a review as it helps others to find us. You can see how recipes from this episode turned out on our Instagram at Cookbook Circle. And if you make anything from the books we talk about, don't forget to tag us. See you next time. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.